Hello and welcome to Journey Through the DecaCast, a Kamen Rider retrospective through the lens of Decade. I am Shin Garrett. I am Evan, and I'm not sick anymore. It feels great. Also, I'm now wind-powered. I'm still Chris. Yep, still me. I I am now the sick one, though, but Mm -hmm. hopefully you will not hear it if I do my job properly. It's not too bad, just a little gravelly. But uh, but this this time, Evan, you you didn't you have to keep the meta plot going. You finally managed to escape the FLU organization. Yes, by, by uh, they unlocking your ultimate form. Well, no, they um were attempting to make me some sort of cyborg, and they've made me wind powered now. So you're V three. Yes. Well, re- I was. I've been watching the very first Kamen oh, Rider yeah, a lot. Oh yeah, that's right. There's that one too. Yeah. I just thought the V V three instead. Both anyway. Uh, Kuga, Kuga this time. Uh, we did Kuga 13 through 16, which I'm just unofficially calling the, the Goromark, cause, uh, it's about, it's about bug bike. Yep. Yep. There's a lot of stuff about the bike. About this cool new armor. If you yep. wanted more bike, then there <laughs> is more bike. Get if you watched that bike episode and went, you know, I could use like two more episodes of that. <laughs> Well, just watch 15 and 16. You are in luck. But we're not there yet. We're starting nope. first with episode 13, Question. Episode 13, Suspicion. What? What was the question? Que- I had it as it's Suspicion, not Question? No, you had it as Question, not Suspicion. I must have written it down wrong, because I have it as Question. I don't... Is there even an episode called Question? Uh, There's no episode called Question. Oh. Well, then it's episode 13, Suspicion. I wrote it down okay. wrong. Okay, so, yeah. Whoopsie. Cold Open is on Sakurako writing in the Jonan Research Lab. Um, with, and then we get a nice scene cut, so she's basically been... It focuses on coffee. Then we get scene cut where, oh, no, out, so now all the coffee's gone and it's morning. So Sakurako's been working all night. Was it coffee? I thought it was like an energy drink thing. No, it's a coffee machine. Because they hole up two of the bottles later on. Yeah, but it's on the very first open, it's cold pan over to a coffee machine. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is. There yeah, it is. looks like there's frost or something on the coffee machine, actually. I was wondering about that. I think it's just condensation from it have sitting there for hours and hours mm. and hours. That you gotta work sense. on that dissertation. Yep. But then she gets a call from John in the morning, who is on Mount Kurogatake in the Nagano Prefecture, and they've found some new shards with Linto text. They found some rocks. Found some rocks. These are some pretty cool rocks. Yep, there's some pretty sweet rocks. Are these the same rocks that become the bug? Does the bug rocks have writing on them? these These are the rocks that become the bug. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought they were separate. And we get a new intro. We do. We Well, we get like an updated intro. The song's yes. still the same. Yeah, There's well, still yes. no fear and no pain. Same song, new visual edits. We now get a uh, scene right after, right in the very beginning. We get uh, set up shots of Godai, Ichigo, Ichijo, and Sakurako 
instead of just Godai. It's, you know, it's very much more, here's everything we've shown so far, culmination. And, oh, wait, hey, oh, look at that, look at that sweet new bike. Oh, man. Yeah, they showed the new bike. I guess they don't want to reveal it in the an episode. Oh, man, that's, <laughs> that's, fine, that's a pretty cool, how does he get that? Oh, that's real weird. That's strange. But then we cut to, we cut to cookies. I, I hate to be a Philistine, but the bike kind of just looks like a motorcycle with some random plastic shit. Oh yeah, no, it. it totally does. It's uh, it it's, it's not one of the better props in the show. I it very say. much looks like they've just got this frame that they just lowered down over the bike, and it isn't actually attached. Right. But it's got but the blade things. We're gonna spend a while. On, we're gonna spend a while on the bike. It, true. The design of it is pretty neat, yeah, but I mean the building quality is a bit. Ugh. It was the two thousands. Yeah, no, I understand. It's understandable. Yeah, that's true. But yes, but cookies. Yeah, we get owner going nuts on these cookies that Nana has made that are great. There's a really strange choice when when he's like, "These are good." Or she, it does an extreme close-up on just her face, and she's like, they're good, huh? Well, he's like, they're good, like, this actress, Uma Chioko. Oh, you don't know her. Let me talk. And then she st- he starts talking about all these different cute girl cute right. things. And yeah, then- it's just weird that they just go to, like, a, a close zoom-in for her reaction there. Yeah, I, I think they're just the, the comedy relief bit. Yeah, a little That's bit. That's true, I guess. Because she, uh, she gets frustrated and leaves and is like, oh, they're, they're all for Godai. And the owner is like, um. Oh, I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> but Godai, Godai is fixing the Kugo logo on his bike because he's determined to put it on everything. Yeah, well, it's right. got, it got dinged up in the last fight, last major fight. Skill 1345 was branding. <laughs> Yeah, so he's doing this, and Nana interrupts him, causes him to make a little mess up, and then we get a fun, cute little joke about, oh, you're, you're, we get a continuation of apparently the owner's niece is exactly like the owner and doesn't understand what Kuga is, because when he says Kuga, she's like, oh, you mean like those people that are good at baseball and volleyball? No, that's, that's yeah. Cuba. <laughs> that's Cuba. Appar- I, I was d- definitely had me wondering at this point, like. Is it socially impolite to ask what things are in Japan? <laughs> or in 1999, where the words "what is that" declared temporary temporarily illegal? So, yeah. so, so Kuga is just a spinoff of the main universe. The only difference is you just can't ask that question. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay, <laughs> okay, yeah, no, all right, wait a minute, no, okay, I'm watching the episode again, episode 13, question. It's called suspicion, though. It's question. It's question here in the video that you gave me. Is it really? Yeah, I will fucking hear you. This is fantastic audio content. This is fantastic audio. You're just yelling at me across across the internet. I'm gonna take a snipping tool of this. Ooh, ooh. When do they? When do they say the episode? When do they display the episode title? It's uh three fifty two of the episode. Bam! Yeah, it does say question Bam. in the thing, but that's not how any of our other sources there you go. Uh, translate that title. So yeah, it, again, it's just the one, the one thing. I'm not wrong. It's fine. I looked at the wiki when I got the got okay. that. 
Anyway, suspicion, yeah. suspicionly questions aside. So, uh, but yeah, Nana is very disappointed that Godai wants to share the cookies with Sakurako. Yeah. He really, really likes them. <sighs> he is, does like them a lot, but mm-hmm. yeah. There's, there's go, both in this double, ep, in this uh, two-parter and in the next, there are a lot of scenes of women being disappointed that men are not interested in them. Yeah, <laughs> that there is a lot of that. It is. Yeah. It's extremely soap opera Chris, yeah. Chris, Chris, we're not even into the most soap opera of common writers yet. That's five, isn't it? <laughs> we're, we're only going to go deeper up. I, I don't know what like adjective to use here. <laughs> it's only going to get more from here. That works. More soap opera. All right. So next is the Task Force HQ at 9.04 a.m. They made some bullets. Yeah, they made some bullets that are plastic gas bullets. That won't kill an unidentified life form, but will stick in there and cause them unimaginable pain so that they can be kidnapped. Well, they're not captured. intended to be non-lethal. They just have the the thing, the dangerous uh, element of the gas that they used on them a couple episodes ago. Right, because I guess that was effective? Yeah, apparently it worked. Right. Yeah, and I guess they think it probably won't kill them, but they hope that it would might paralyze them. Yeah, and we can capture it and figure out the weakness. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty uh, much spoilers it doesn't. Oh, I mean they do work. I the bullet know, works. Little. Did they even shoot? Yes. Yeah, they shoot the piranha guy with it. Oh, I thought I thought Ichijo missed. No, he hit him. No, he hits him once. It just doesn't do much. Eh, doing not doing much is better than not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is the most effective thing they've tried so far. That's true. Okay, so so Grungi hangout this week is like weird rainforest area? It's like yeah, a, it's like it's a, a botanical like garden. Arboretum. It, it's pretty. It's pretty okay. I'm pretty into it. I really like the lighting in here too. Would you get the super bright sun yeah. kind of blowing out the? It's extremely bloomy. And yeah, it's flary. It's pretty great. And instead of an etch a sketch, they now have an abacus. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's an upgrade or a downgrade. <laughs> I mean, you can you can do anything with an etch a sketch, right? I mean, so, like, very I, I think use. it's like a I think it's like a downgrade because yeah, you can only you can only count with uh with an abacus, right? Yeah. So we get this fish guy that I think brags that he'll be able to kill eighty people in two days. I think it it sounds like they're saying we have to kill eighty people in two days. Yeah. I think it was more like a wager. Was that okay? That might be the case. I thought that they had to do that for some reason, but maybe they're just—it's like a goal. And then we get this, and it's it apparently like Bat Boy is getting tossed out or something because he doesn't have a belt. Yeah, right. yeah. So a, he's not allowed to to play anymore. I guess. Yeah. yeah, he's out of the game, which they say in English. So confirmed game. Yeah, they confirm that it's some sort of game or something. So yeah, I'm actually not sure. I don't remember. I'd have to check the early episodes of Kuga to see if, if see if Bat Boy lost his uh his belt thing when it was his turn. I don't think he ever had one. Yeah, I don't remember him having any one either. Maybe this is like some weird form of monster racism. Yeah. Oh, or maybe he just sucks. He could also just suck, but hey, you know. It's weird because like later in the episode, he keeps having like a fairly 
you know, he he'll, he's talking to the boa lady a lot, and he's still around. He's like, oh, yeah. you're out of the game, but he's still there and participating. It's well, weird. he's there as Lackey now. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he's the he's her secretary. Yeah. But yeah, uh, our monster for this week is a. Uh, it's the same guy who took a bite out of the Rhino Man. Yes, right. From um, a yes, it is. Ago. And uh, yeah, he is a piranha guy. He has. Oh, rings. I thought it was a shark. No, no, piranha. I'm pretty sure it's a piranha. the The color scheme is like green and yellowish. Right? That's true. I guess I didn't consider some light color. blue. And the mouth is much more similar to how a piranha will have. Just the teeth showing and their mouth kind of hanging open at all times. Yeah. But yes, he also has nipple rings. Yeah, sharks have much more prominent noses than than he does. I mean, generally, I think. I don't know. I'm not a biologist. Do you think he put those in when in his, in his monster form or when he was in his human form? Uh, I mean, I he has them in both forms. He has the nipple rings in both forms. He wears a mesh shirt in his human form. Yeah. And a collar with some more metal rings hanging off of it. Not the most extreme of outfits we've seen. It's not, not the, the most mo- extreme, but it's a lot fetishier yeah, than the others it, have been. This, it seems like it's the type of outfit you'd see in like a sex club. Right. Okay, so... Wait, is Garrett... Garrett? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm just making how sure. How do you feel about nipple rings, Garrett? Yeah, how, how, Garrett, <laughs> lays, lays down some knowledge on nipple rings. I, I didn't really notice them as I, the I resident just... expert. <laughs> I, what? No. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, I didn't notice them under the mesh. Oh. oh okay. Uh, but uh, okay, yeah. So the other, there's another guy with red boa lady. He turns into like a weird, angular bug type monster thing. I I can't really tell what he's supposed to be. He has a horn. Maybe he's a beetle or something. I don't know. But yeah, he's the one who is uh, telling bad guy he sucks. He out of the gate. I do love how his mouth is just kind of flapping. Or his his costume's mouth just flap flaps. Yeah. He's got like the the upside down you angry, angry face. Yeah, it's it's a very, uh, like a very puppet type, like a ventriloquist puppet type mouth. I was trying to think of the correct Sesame Street character, but it wasn't coming to me. It's okay. Alright, so next we go back to Jonan University thesis, or Jonan University Research Department, 936. Gotta get um, that thesis done. Yeah, Sakurako has been working <laughs> on the official thesis about all the stuff she's been decoding, you know. She's actually doing, re- she's being a legitimate researcher. <laughs> right, she, at this point she's not doing this to try and stop people from getting killed. She is running up against a submission deadline yeah. for a journal or something. I kind of love this. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, apparently more important than yeah, she the other treats, stuff. This is far more urgent and requires far more work than the monsters murdering people. Oh, look, Godai's got that. She can trust him. She can just focus <laughs> on this. Yeah, she's apparently been uh, driving herself super hard. There's opened energy drinks near her. She's talking about she wants to split in two. And then, oh, hey, Ichijo shows up. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Yeah. He keeps reaching across her her ta- her uh, desk to grab the cookies he gave her. She's like, "Stop it!" You yeah, yeah that's cookies. true. That's cute. Yeah, God, I does that. So Ichiro comes and he's like, "All right, so uh, we we're we're investigating this for realsies now. So you gotta share, yeah, that research. I guess I'm I'm unsure on what on what this deal is. I 
I think it is that now that it has been moved from now that the police have been moved from just a reactionary task force into an actual proper investigation, they are able to actually, you know, contract her and say, hey, all this information we've had we've sent to you and just kind of, you know, send us back what is important. We need the rest of it. We need everything you get. We need all and the evidence now. It also yeah. looks like so the so the wiki says, which I'm just scrolling through, it says that Ichijo sent her some data to look at. Okay, and that's where the images of the tattoos came from. Yeah, because we get to see, we see pictures of the warehouse, right? That the Garangi were uh, driven out of with a couple of the mannequins. Correct. Right. There's police procedural stuff going on. Yes. It's kind of an interesting scene, because uh, 13 episodes in, and this is kind of the first time our three main characters have had like a quiet scene together. That's true. It's usually two of them, not all three. That's true. Yep. They all seem like good friends, though they mm-hmm. all, though Sakurako and Ichijo are getting a little tired of dealing with this whole monster situation, apparently. Well, I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would be pretty worn out at this point, too. It's yeah. been like a couple months, hasn't it? Yeah, at least. Yeah, it's been a bit. Yeah, okay. Ichijo never sleeps. No, yep. never sleeps. <laughs> well, no, he sleeps when he's off camera. <laughs> yep. Right. All right, then we go to a boat that we is go to going murder. down the Arakara River in the Koto Ward at 9.57 a.m. And there's and there- murder. Yeah, and there's some banging yeah. going on. Oh, hey, we better go out and look at that. Oh, no! This is kind of a fucked up murder. Yeah, yeah no, guy, it's... This is actually really dark. Yeah, Peronikai attacks this boat and just straight up kills everybody he, on there. He just gets up and, like, he doesn't... It It seems like the way he's walking, he it's almost like he's taking pleasure in it. Of like, yeah, you, you literally can't do anything. I'm just gonna slowly walk towards you, bite some of you, smack some of you... Throw some people off the boat. Just, you really can't do anything about this, can you? Come on, that's right. Cry. Scream more. Yeah. It's... And you got this really... When I was watching it, I I definitely joked to myself, like, why why do the people who get thrown off the boat die? It doesn't look like that deep of a river, and... There's a beach right over there. And there's some... It's got this really nice classical music going on in the background. Yeah. It's a pretty dark scene, though, so, Mm -hmm. yeah. But, I mean, Piranha Guy's got his quota of 80 people to, to meet. Yep. Right. Uh, weirdly, during the scene, during that scene, like, they pan over to a nearby shore, and there's a guy in, like, a denim jacket. He's wearing, like, all denim, isn't he? He's got, like, a denim hat yeah, I and a think denim he's jacket. got all denim. Well, he's wearing a sweater under the denim jacket, but... Yeah. yeah. He's standing there watching the boat get attacked... And uh, it's not clear what his deal is at first. A cop sh- uh, walks up to him and says, hey, what's what's going on? What are you looking at? And then sees the boat being attacked, runs off to deal with that. <laughs> and the- we pan back to see that this guy has a Garungi-looking tattoo. On his neck. Yeah, on his neck. And yep. the cop... I, I, I'm not sure if the cop sees the tattoo or not, but the cop was initially like, hey, did you see who did this? And the did guy doesn't do say anything. He just yeah, and then it's, did you do this? I think that's because he saw the tattoo. Okay, and there's. I, I also wanted to say that as that scene was going on, 
the cla- like after everyone was dead, the classical music was becoming like more and more dissonant and like twirling around and yeah, you know, it, it it felt very much like a horror movie kind yeah. of. Yeah, other than being shot in regular daylight. Yeah. yeah, it definitely has a horror movie feel to it. It doesn't need to be dark for it to be a horror movie. Nope, not in the least. His hat also says North Carolina, USA for some reason, so hmm. I don't know if he's been there recently. Yeah, I I think that guy's his name is like Urobochi or something. Where is it? I have it written down. Uh, I thought it was like Chono. Chono. Yeah. Chono, that's his name. But yeah, so he's... We aren't sure what happens with him because it kind of flashes red and then it's, oh, at a red light. Nancy Joe's drawn up to red light. Right. I assume that was... I thought that was a cut to commercial, actually. That would have yeah. made sense. I don't know. He has fade to red powers. Yeah. But uh, Itch Joe's at a red light and then the coroner pulls up beside him. I didn't recognize it as the coroner at first. Y- yeah, neither did either. I. I thought it might be like his kohai from work or something. Well, no, yeah, I noticed this, I'm like, I'm like, who the hell is this asshole? Oh, well, it's I, I only know it's the coroner because a little while later, Ichijo calls him up immediately yeah. and like, hey, you got to come into work. We found we, we need you to take a look at this guy who says he wants who says he's an un, he says he might be an unidentified life form. Yeah, you you leave your not girlfriend and get over here. <laughs> that that's skipping ahead just a little bit, but yeah, we get the scene of like the coroner trying to show off and Ichijo. Because the coroner's got the pretty lady in the side seat and a nice car and a nice convertible. And he's like, oh, hey, you know, isn't this super cool? And Ichijou is like, just... like, ha I'm cool. Ichijou's just like, I'm, nice. I'm a cop. I, I do a cop, 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 cop things. <laughs> cop, cop things? Cop, 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 police. Police, police investigation. So we have Denim and Neck Tattoo Guy is handcuffed in the police station. And they are trying to figure out what his deal is. Yeah. He, he is just spouting Chris theories from last episode. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what, what, which ones? Uh, the theory about uh, the Grungy like, coming back to stop uh, humans from polluting and shit. Oh, right, right, yeah. I was definitely wondering, like, ooh, confirmation? Yeah, we get this, this entire interrogation scene is very much police procedural as well. <laughs> this guy's just very angry with the world. Yeah, he's he's very uh very emo about the state of the world right now. It reminds me a bit of that uh you you remember when we we did that okay, that thing about fully coolie we did that nobody ever heard. No, <laughs> we were... I wasn't on it. Oh right, yeah, that wasn't you. That wasn't you. I guess you didn't hear that. But that we did some research and found out that like around the turn of the millennium period in japan there was like a bunch of like death cults and conspiracy theories and like this like a real societal malaise about uh you know how the world had been going decaying and that was kind of still keeping on in the couple years after in like 2001 2002 where people had this uh like malaise left over i don't know this character has just reminded me a little bit of when i read about that that makes sense yeah but they He's like, I get the feeling he's being fairly uncooperative. <laughs> no, really? Yeah, no, like, like he's he's purposely trying to rile them up. And right, he suggests an unidentified life form might intentionally turn itself into the police with some ulterior motive. And I was like, oh shit, are they gonna all get murdered? 
Oh, I thought that. And then he immediately went on to like go, that would mean he's so much smarter than all of you. And I'm like, oh, oh, he's that type of young adult idiot. I, I, I've learned, I took a philosophy class and now I can understand everything. Well, you, you say that, but he's, okay, we're going to find out he's dying of cancer or yeah, something. Yeah, okay, he so has, he has legitimate reasons, but the way he's portraying himself in this scene is not great. <laughs> right. Though it certainly does make me question, why haven't the Gurungi done that? Yeah, and he, like, he's even carrying around a knife. Which is... Yeah, he has a switchblade. In the equivalent of, like, an American serial, it'd be like, oh, you're carrying around a gun. Because of how strict the weapon laws are in Japan. Right. They're like, they act like it's unusual for him to have a knife, which definitely was like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. But they get his name by running his car's license plates. And his full name is... Come on, Chono what? Uh, Chono Junichi. Yes. And apparently he's just, he's unemployed, keeps getting fired, which doesn't he's look He's not great. having a good day. No. And then he gets that scene of, what if, if, if an unidentified life form got itself arrested, what would you do? Oh, he's so much smarter than all <laughs> of you. <laughs> And then we cut back to the university department place thing, and Godai is now the phone secretary person, and picks mm-hmm. up the phone, and he's got to go to the doctor. He wants to meet at Kanto Medical. Right. Because they're doing a... Because uh, Morg guy is doing like an MRI on this character? Well, it's... Right. He, on Chono for he calls reason? Godai first, and then after, immediately after calling Godai, he calls... Um, Tsubaki. Coroner, Tsubaki, who's I about to go... I think about it, yeah. Uh, coroner guy is the only person who has done any medical investigation into yeah. this mystical stuff at all. Though it, I don't know how Ichijo would have managed to get this passed over to him without telling somebody that. No idea. I like that he's like about to go into lunch with this girl and gets the phone call. And is super exasperated. And the girl gets this look on her face like, <laughs> no, you need to go do your job. And I, I, I kind of really like that. It's, it's fun of like, no, go, it's okay. Go help with this horrible investigation that's going on. Yeah. I like she is, she is the understanding and nice one in this situation. Yeah. Cause they immediately go to Kanto and Kota's like, oh, hey, it's Joe. And Tsubaki comes up, motherfucker. Hey, God damn it. What? <laughs> I was on a date. But, uh, yeah. And then science shit goes on. Yes, they do another MRI and can't find any evidence that the guy is an unidentified life form. But, oh, wait, what's this? What is, what's this thing in him? Oh, he's got an incurable disease that's going to kill him. Does right. it? I th- because later on, they're just like, you know, if you don't take care of yourself, you're going to die. Right. So he's yeah, like, the well. The tells him, if you don't, if you don't start getting treated for this, it's going to kill you in a year or something. Well, I, I got the feeling it was, it's something that is terminal and will kill him. But if he takes care of it, it won't kill him like now. It's, it's yeah, manageable. That's description of being alive too, but. Well, yes, but, you know. Something semi crippling. <laughs> yeah, I, we don't really find out what it is. No, we don't. It doesn't actually show. Yeah. Okay. There's another wacky slash scary spooksy 
scene where there's like a couple guys fishing on the river and uh they're all joking and talking about fish and stuff and then they it looks like they're all gonna get eaten by piranha guy but then it's, they don't it's uh piranha guys like swims up on them grabs one of their fishing lines it's fun knocks them out of the boat but then another guy cuts his arm on a pipe and bleeds into the water and then Pir- as Piranha Man is immediately like, oh, I smell the blood. Yeah, so he goes to murder those people instead. Yes, immediately goes for that blood. Yep. Like, it's, it's I'm going to kill, I'm about to kill these people. No blood. And he just jumps out of the water and, whoo, it's spooky. Yeah. Uh, there's another scene where John pulls out a big green crystal type thing. Uh, Mina's helping what? him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're met. You are. I mean, skipping. there's that part where we go back to the hospital and we talk about. Oh, he's yes. got that oh, serious yeah. disease go thing. Go back to the hospital and find out that it's a disease. Mm-hmm. Then it's immediately Gene after that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he found yeah. a big green crystal thingy that looks pretty kooga-ish, but he doesn't really know what it is. Well, it's we. Yeah, we found this weird big green crystal. Yeah, he and Mina seem like they're doing okay working together, so that's nice. Yeah, and but, yeah. right before we went that, I think. Oh, yes. Uh, Ichijo got a call at the hospital about number Fishman number 23 appearing, and he and Godai go out, off after yep. it. And then oh, we get yeah, the scene yeah. of John calling Sakura and saying, I found this, found this really weird stuff, guys. Yeah, yeah. So Godai and Ichijo are on the case of the Piranha Man. Who is straight murdering, beating up people, throwing people around. Nobody's really able to do anything. Yeah, he's beating up people on a riverside construction site or something. Mm-hmm. His, yep, uh, he... The costume's teeth are all painted like, have like a bunch of red smeared on them. Yeah, as if he, looking. well, he's like, he'll be smacking people and then he'll grab one and like bite at their collar and rip out portions of their neck. But uh, Godite shows up, runs him over and knocks him into the water and... Ichijo's able to get away one of the last friends, and then we get a really, like, the first, I think, complete, other than uh, the Titan form explosions around it, the first, like, centered, here is Godai, here is the transformation sequence, and it's not, like, hidden behind fire or done it in parts. I thought they did a couple last time. Did they? had a few now, I think, but, yeah, they don't. There's like some camera changes. It looks nice and dramatic and stuff. Yeah, it's. Like, I think this is the first time that it's like directly centered on Godai instead of. Or maybe I'm not thinking correctly. The so he starts wrestling with uh, with Piranha Guy. They, they're like they're in like knee deep water and are like wrestling around. And Godai starts having hallucinations of rocks. Yeah, we get this cool where we get this cool effect where all the sound is kind of just washed out, like it's muffled, right? And yeah, and as Godai is fighting, yes, he gets interesting uh, visions. Yeah, he sees the rocks that John's been digging up, and then he sees like a flying beetle thingy. So, but yeah, yeah, and he's like, "What's going on?" And that's pretty his, much the end of this episode. The armor on his red Kuga form gets a big gash mark across the chest. Yep. Which is, I like it uh, whenever the they damage the suits. Like it's good stuff. Pretty a nice touch. 
Yep. All right. But yeah, that's kind of the end of the episodes. Yep. It's kind of an uneventful one, honestly. <laughs> I was a little disappointed because when this guy, when uh, when Chono showed up and started talking about stuff, I was like, "Oh shit, we're moving the story forward." Nope, yeah. <laughs> nope. He's just he's just crazy or whatever. Yeah. He's just he's just an angry young adult. Right. Okay. It's, it's mildly disappointing. Now we're on episode fourteen. Omen. Yes. Our cold open is more fighting, and Kuga kind of getting whooped on a bit, gets bit. Um, fight goes on for a little bit, and then he swaps to Titan form. He does right. the walk forward and gets hit a bunch. Yep, and just kind of... I think it looks cooler this it, time, it's, it's great. I love Titan form. I love everything about Titan form. It's Though, the, the Piranha Man, after a minute, does figure out, like, uh... Your your upper arms aren't armored, and just grabs grabs his arm and starts gnawing on the unarmored. Like, part. I guess Titan isn't entirely invincible; <laughs> yeah. just the silver part. Bite where the armor isn't, and we should be fine. But then Ichijo <laughs> shows up with his fancy sniper rifle and his fancy bullets, fancy plastic bullets, and shoots the fish man. And yep. it seems to be work quite well, actually. Yeah. It, it bothers him enough that he runs away. Like so. there, and there's a later scene where he's basically ba- writhing in agony for the entire right. scene as he's talking to the other Garangi. Again, I was hoping that they were actually going to capture one and and learn something about them, but that yeah, also doesn't great. happen. No. So then, after the opening, we cut to the Kanto Medical University Hospital, where we learn that surprise Kuga still still heals fast. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. He does have, like, a bite on his arm that carries over between his bodies, but, yeah, it healed fairly quickly. And then he has a little, like, geek out with Tsubaki about, like, man, so I've been having these visions, and Tsubaki's like, oh, tell me about these visions. And they get they get super close together, and it's real fun. They're yeah, like, yeah. Get, they both each have this really big smile on their face that's a little creepy, it's just like, Eee-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-
who gets a call from John, and every time he's called from Nagano, she's made a joke about bears. Yeah. I, uh, I guess but, there are bear attacks in Nagano? Well, Maybe. there's just bears in Nagano. Just is there's... the bear storm about a, a Nagano? Did that happen What's in Nagano? It? I'm not sure. I don't know. But, um... There's no before. way to find out. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but the uh, parts of the artifact that John had dug up, all those shards, they're starting to form together into a weird uh, function, and it pans up, and oh, hey, that looks suspiciously like the part, the bike that Kugo's riding in the intro. Oh, man. I like to think that an intern just did it when no one was looking. Yeah. Um, But then we cut back to the hospital. Like, when it, when it was just the water dripping, I thought it was going to be Grongi again. But nope, it's the coroner in the morgue. Yeah, Is that a thing that they that they do? I don't know anything about autopsies. Having water in the floor? Yeah. Um, No, I'm pretty sure. No, yeah, no. I was definitely, like, it's really, it makes the scene really surreal. It does. Yeah, because oh, there's this We're constant... getting to the surreal part. Yeah, well, it's one of two parts where I was like, wow, the director just, like, was really bored this time, and it's like, let's throw in a couple bizarre surrealism bits yeah. in this episode. Yeah, they're doing the autopsy on the one guy that died when he cut himself, and then which caused the blood thing to then, uh, yeah. you know, drag, pull him over to provoke him, and they figure that out quickly, so good job, them. Yeah, he was apparently, like, bitten over a hundred times. It's nuts. Yeah. Yes, they get a call from the crime scene. It's, they're able to deduce that 23 is drawn by blood. Yeah, as all of this is essentially just to establish, like, we could use blood to lure him to things. Yeah. Yep. And then the weirdest part of the episode happens. <laughs> we get buck, 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 buck. <laughs> well, like, before um, you got, like, the song playing and, like, it's it's so weird. Right. Like, well, okay. First, they, they cut to the piranha guy in his human form, like, leaning against a set of stairs being injured. Yeah, he it seems to be in significant pain. <laughs> right. From the bullet that they shot him with. And, and the scene is all, like, it has a pink tint to it. It's really unusual. And every time they make a cut in this scene, there's, like, a really weird noise. Yeah. It's so hard to describe because it's so weird. Yeah, I, I don't... Man. I, I, okay, so we get the Garanga coming up on Piranha Dude, and the uh, Bat Boy's, like, gets the statement of, I guess you're out then, and tries to take his Magatama bracelets. But... Fish dude just kind of throws him off, and I I get the feeling he's just like, no, fuck you, I'm I'm not done, I'm gonna finish this, and then he kind of staggers off. So then right. I I seriously wished that this guy never learned how to drive forward. <laughs> but he, uh, okay, yeah. So yeah, the other that happens when like the other Garangi walk up in like a crowd to fish guy. So after that, camera pulls back a tiny bit. There's, There's that weird noise again, and we are in the driver's seat of a car with a guy who's wearing, like, a okay, rainbow so scarf, a work helmet with an orange pipe wrapped around it in a horn shape. Uh, he has yellow and black striped cords tied across his chest. 
he looks really weird. Yeah, and uh, he has decided to go backwards while Blue Velvet is playing. Yeah, and the radio is... just starts up with a very romantic song. And it starts getting really fucking weird and distorted. And you get the feeling like... I got the feeling watching okay. this of... I think I, watching this, I think I figured out... Sorry, Evan, go ahead. Uh, yeah, okay. I got the feeling of, like, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas when um they are completely blitzed out of their mind on mess no on ether and staggering around los angeles and everything is fuzzy and amazing and whoa and you have no control and then it all just kind of stops when he runs into the cars behind him right Oh, I God. think what is going on in the sequence is uh so there's this guy when he start he starts up this car and everyone turns around to look at him like he's being weird and when he starts backing up the car he I think what is happening is he loves driving in reverse so much that he is having an intensely surreal pleasurable experience I, he's I'll having the most that. pleasurable experience of his life by driving backwards. Yep. And <laughs> okay. then he decides to sew a vinyl sign into his arm. Yeah, he like I think- pins it into his arm. Right. And I'm just like, ow, <sighs> that would hurt. Yeah. Whoa. And there's like a, he, the truck he's driving has like a, vo- it, it says reversing when you drive it backwards. <laughs> buck, and buck, as he does it, buck, it buck. the voice gets higher pitched and faster because and he's so into it. And, ugh. It's, it's so, cool. so weird. It's yeah. so weird, guys. <laughs> so then we cut to something less weird back at the at the medical university hospital where Godai is waiting for what's his name to wake up. Chono. Yeah, that guy. Chono. Mm-hmm. And Godai is just gonna do his Godai thing. Try and be super friendly. And it doesn't really work. Uh, he's like, you don't understand my feelings, mom. And then goes to run off. Yeah. And it, it's, it effectively, Godai tries to help. Chono's does, you don't, you don't understand how I feel, man. And runs away in the corner, grabs him and is like, hey, hey, I got to show you something first. Come with me. Yep. Hey, kid, you ever seen a dead body? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and back in the room with the water on the floor. He's like, right. here, look at this. No, d- don't, don't, look at this. This is what happens when you die. This is what you want to happen. It's, uh, it's pretty great. Because he freaks out. Yeah, he's intensely weirded out by being around a dead person. Yeah. We get to talk about, about life and living it to the fullest. Because mm-hmm. at the end, you're just going to be on that slab. Yeah. Right. Seems really dark for a kid's show, but... It does. Okay. <gasps> yeah, I mean, he's Kamen Rider. It's fine. Your br- his brain can no longer entertain nonsensical theories or fantasies. This is death. G- Godai gives a thumb up, thumbs up at the end of the episode. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes everything better, right? Right. Yeah, thumbs up solves everything. Okay, oh, and we... uh. Quick skip. We skipped very quickly. Ichijo showing up and pulling off Godai and te- telling them, "Hey, we're going to set a trap for number three. 
by leaving a trail of fake blood right. in the river. It, yeah. it breaks up the two sequences with Chono thinking about his mortality, which is, I think, a bad choice. They should have left it after. after yeah, I, 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 it, it feels like it would have been better if Ichijo had pulled Godai out of the room and then um, Chono and Tsubaki would have the first half of their conversation in their in Chono's room and then Godai and Ichijo walking away, and right. then the morgue. It is a, a questionable directorial choice in a very weird episode, but it's a, it's a shortcut, so it's not like a big deal. Yeah, anything. it's fine. But yes, we get that nice corner stuff of sooner or later you're going to die. So yeah, I still don't know what, like, what, what's his name's, like, whole deal is, like, why, why necessarily he wants to be in an unidentified life form or grungy. I, and well, why I, he relates to them more. They I can't die unless is... Kuga kills them, so that's pretty sweet, I guess. Well, I think what it is is that he was probably diagnosed with this terminal illness, and mind, I'm just pulling this all out of my ass. Um, probably diagnosed with this terminal illness, and then had a thought of like, "Well, I'm going to die. I don't, I don't want to die. I want to live. Look at these people. Look at this scum that." will get to live. I get I have to die and these people that get to live don't care. They don't actually know. They're just polluting everything. They're terrible. Oh hey, these unidentified life forms are killing them. That's good cuz they don't appreciate what they have. I think it thing. might be something like he keeps constantly getting lectured about how death is a part of the human experience. So he's just like the human experience sucks balls. Fuck the human experience. I would rather yeah. be a monster person. That'd work, too. All of these are valid answers. Yes. But you get Chono, a scene of Chono alone in a dark hospital hallway and him thinking to himself and then running off. And it's, I like this little, short little scene. It's good. The lighting's good. It's, nobody's talking. It's very, I don't know. It's very poignant to me. But then we go back to Mount Kurogata, the mountain, the mountain, we'll go back to John. Okay. <laughs> yep. um, because he's about to give the rocks to a police officer, man. I think it's motorcycle Kohai. I think it is too, actually. And yeah. yes, they are packing up all the shards for transportation back to Tokyo. And Gene's like, I'm going to come. And Gene's like, can I ride along in the in the truck? No, you can't ride along in the truck. Hey, it, you, you should probably have some specialists with you to take care of this, because it's kind of important. Okay, you can ride in the truck. <laughs> yeah, people keep acting like Gene riding along the truck is a big responsibility or yeah. like a big deal. It's kind of strange. He, he doesn't do a good job at it. Spoilers. He does give a thumbs up, though. He does a fine job at it. Like... Yeah, it's There's, not his fault the thing decided to blow out the back of the... Oh, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers for, for two scenes later. later. Yeah. Okay, uh, so they pack it all up. Gene gives a thumbs up. And then we go back to the Arakawa River, where Ichijo is going to be driving down the river, spewing out fake blood, while Godai drives along the side neck, drives along the bank next yeah, to Yeah, because of course it has to be Ichijo. Of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ichijo takes on all risks by himself. That's what he does. Yep. And we cut back to uh, the central motorway in the Suwa service area at 412, where 
they've been driving for a long time, but hey, we need to stop, you know, at this rest stop. We gotta get some snacks. For a long time. We gotta get some snacks. Need some snacks. So they get out and go in, and then we get cut to a scene inside the truck, and boxes be banging, be rumbling. <laughs> the artifacts they, be glowing green and making the jingle dingle noise. The bug rock wants to help. Yeah, the bug rock uh, destroys the truck and escapes somehow. Oh, that's not yet. <laughs> they don't show how it moves. But not just yet. Yeah. Godai's little like flashbacks have been showing a flying bug thing, so that's clearly what's going to happen. It's not a big mystery. Yeah, we c- then cut to Chono riding in a taxi, and they get to where uh, the police have cordoned off the area for to deal with 23 and they're like, oh, you'll have to go out. Driver's like, oh, I'll have to go around. And Chono's like, no, this is good. I'm going to go out and shove my nose into this. So you, I'll just leave. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I guess. Then a shortcut to Sakurako doing more translation work where we get things about, uh, what is it? Take on the form of a beetle. Yeah. That's really all we get is she's like, what, what does this mean? And we yeah, don't know then, yet. Then we come back to Gene. And he comes back and he got something for the police officer. Yep. And uh, Gene got himself a CC Lemon that I noticed. And uh, he has good taste because CC Lemon's pretty sweet. CC Lemon <laughs> is great. I think it was this episode where I started noticing that uh, John pronounces English words kind of weird sometimes. I was wondering yeah. what his native language oh is. Oh my god. And then he does the oh my god when the truck blows up and the bug flies away. <laughs> it's so does, good. What, what's your back? Yeah. When the, when the entire truck is shaking. What's your back? Oh, the, the motorcycle Kohai got boss coffee. I want to take the Gene oh my god. Uh, like audio and put it over the JoJo's Joseph oh my god oh when my he does god. it oh my god I, I want to know what that would look like <laughs> Joseph does the best oh my gods he does yeah so after this it's mostly a bunch of action scenes of Ichijo driving along the river uh, he's got a little tank that's dripping pink stuff into the river the monster's trying to kill him he's trying to shoot it and Godai's driving along the bank of the river on his motorcycle. Yeah. It's and just, it's like some action scene stuff. And yeah. as Godai's driving, he's getting more visions of the bug. There's some wrestling. Eventually, they all end up in the water. Well, then, at some point during this, the unidentified life form and uh, the one guy finally meet. And the monster's like, You're prey. You're not going to be me. Like, no. Yeah. And then yeah. Kuga comes in, does some wrestling. He's in blue form, so he needs to find a stick. So then he finds a stick. <laughs> gets a re- well, it's it's not that he gets a stick. It's that they're fighting. Uh, 23 accidentally cuts some rebar with, like, his arm yeah. blades. Right. He catches a part of the rebar. Yeah, Godai was in front of a stick, and when he dodged the attack, the stick got cut loose. Yep. Now it is usable. And then he wins. It's kind of funny, too, because when he grabs the stick, he, like, twirls it around behind his back twice, and it looks like the suit actor's kind of having a hard time moving around to do that. (gasps) A little bit. It's a little... He looks a little stiff. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, yeah, there I saw it. But, uh, yes, fights him, blows him up, and then transforms back, and Chono is kind of like... "It, It was that weird dude that was talking to me when I woke up? What? It was very silly. Yep. Yeah. 
It's kind of weird because uh, after he grabs the stick, the fight sequence lasts less than 30 seconds more. Every time he uses one of his Kuka weapons, just like, fight's over. Like, yep, there's much. just really nothing much left to do after he picks up a thing. Kuga weapons OP. Please nerf. They, they are pretty damn OP so far. And that's pretty much that episode where, uh, well, no, Ichijo shows up. It's like, oh, hey. Oh, hey, Kodai gives guys? a thumbs up. Kodai gives a thumbs up. Chono seems surprised, like, this guy just saved me? Yeah. Oh, turns around and runs off. Uh-huh. He's just like, I can't be having any of this. <laughs> Godai is like, man. Right. I get the feeling Godai's like, oh, dude. <laughs> it's it's really weird. I I thought when I was going into these two, I thought I was going to be really into them. But, like, by the end, like, they've kind of overturned everything that happened and nothing really developed at all. Yeah. It's it's kind of, these are kind of lame episodes. Except for the amazing surreal sequences, which are fucking great, and I love them, but yeah. yeah. Like, and our very final scene is uh, the weird artifact flying across the sky at night. Right, yeah. So, yeah, more bike stuff next episode. So oh, yeah, boy. let's do episode 15 now. <laughs> okay, 15, 16. In, in case we, uh, I don't think we'd mentioned it, the 13 and 14 were by Director 1, I, I forget his name off the top of my head, uh. Uh, what's his name? Who's director one? Hidenori Ishida. And then these next two are director two again, keeping up our cycle for the next two are Katsuya Watanabe. Okay. And I hope you like bikes. Yeah. I think next episode we actually get a fourth director. I I mean, next week when we do next week's episodes, we'll get a fourth director for the first time. This is episode 15, Armor, because get it, the bugs, Armor for the bike. Yeah. Right. We get a cold open on the police, and they're in an investigation room. They're going over the information on the artifact they dug up, and they basically figured out that it formed into the shape of a beetle and then flew off. Also, Enikita shows up to take a look at it. Yeah, because she's she is the science sciencey side of of the deal, mm-hmm. where Subaki's the the other science biologic biological. She's the technical. He's the biological. There she's we go. She's a lot more personable than it seemed like she was when they first introduced her. Yeah, she's, I thought she was she, like kind of like weird or supposed to be like mildly autistic or something when they first introduced her. But I guess they either abandoned that characterization or. That was just a weird scene. Yeah, maybe. I think it was just a weird scene. uh, This scene closes out with Enokita noting that apparently tomorrow is supposed to be very important for Ichijo. It's not explained why, but it seems like he's not going to be able to do whatever it was he was supposed to do, and it's supposed to be a very important day for him. We figure out what that is pretty quickly. Yeah. But first, we gotta cut to the pole pole to get some comedic relief about yes. drama practice and naming all of these actresses. Yeah, I guess after the donuts, yeah. This is the first time we've been back to, they've even had the pole pole characters since the donuts. Like, Godai is supposed to be employed at pole pole? <laughs> How does he still have a job? The owner's just really nice. Right. I, I guess... But yes, so Nana is apparently at acting class. 
which and talking about it causes the owner to go off into the corner and basically look off into the IR and go, man, this actress is hot. Yeah, he starts listing hot actresses. Man, this actress is hot. Just keeps going for a while. It's pretty weird. Oh, yeah, it's Godai's sister that shows up there. I don't think we mentioned that's that. later. No, that's here. No, that's that's later no, on. That's Gary. later. Are you f- sure? Yeah, because Sakurako calls. Yeah, it's like the next day. And tell and informs that uh, John is in trouble because of what happened with the oh, relics. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Gene calls and he's like, "I think I fucked up." Yeah. I was very but, confused why anyone is holding John responsible for what happened. Yeah, but uh, then Godai, well, while the owner is completely distracted, Godai just leaves again. And finally, when the owner comes out of it, he he yells out Yusuke and like he legitimately sounds very upset. It's it like the fir- the very first time that the owner has seen like, no, wh- where are you? What? You were here. Where did you go? Sounds very angry. <laughs> I like it. But then we go to the Joint Task Force HQ. Yep. Dallas is just like, this is a UFO story now. This is now X Files. Yeah. Yeah, it this is very much shot like a uh sci fi thriller of like we get this nice PowerPoint of we get this artifact that is in the shape of a bug that has been flying across the country, slowly shifting shape and changing colors, and it seems to be able to pull metal from things into itself right. to help reform it. It needs to be different colors, and apparently it needs to eat thing eat metals that are painted those different colors instead of just like getting some paint or something. It's I think it's trying I think it's like self a self repair function. Because yeah. it had been sitting for so long. Yeah. Well, it's keeping up with the times, too. Like, things have changed since ancient times. Yeah. Right. Because it was originally horse armor. Yeah. Oh. The, the, the bike's the horse. Yeah. That that That's the thing. The bike's the horse. Yep. Right. But, I've uh, solved this... these two episodes in one sentence. <laughs> The scene ends with the police going like, I guess we'll just have to watch this. And then we get a short scene of the art, the CG artifact flying down and landing on a backhoe. And I guess absorbing the backhoe. <laughs> yep. Uh, then we get Ichijo calling somebody. We see Ichijo calling somebody and his lady Kohai overhears him and he's basically saying, I don't think I'll be able to make it tomorrow. I'm sorry. And we still don't know who exactly he's talking to, but it's someone important. And Lady Kohai doesn't like that he seems to be super, super dedicated to working his job. Right. Well, I don't know. He sees his mom apparently once a year, and he's like, no, nah, I'd rather do work than that. It, it is weird. It's more it's, than just them being less dedicated than him. It's that yeah, Ichijo no, it, is they, actually a weirdo. There, there is a thing there that he is taking something too far. I mean, there's right. the thing where he's just mimicking what his father did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's dead? Spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. God. His dad's backstory is introduced at some point in here, too. And I was like, 
that was another thing that made me go so soap opery. Yeah, it's it is this they're very soap opery in their histories. That's pretty great. But we then go back to Jonan, where Sakurako is showing the new translation stuff to Godai. And we get this nice little thing where Godai's actually trying to help with translation work and, like, actually doing researcher work. And they're talking about this horse armor as a servant, or basically figuring out that, hey... There's this armor that'll be able to transform on, it's supposed for horse armor, but it looks like a beetle. Yeah. Man, it'd be really weird if there's an artifact flying around that looked like a beetle. Yep. And then he's like, well, what if you take this word and translate it as this way instead? Mm-hmm. And then he Ugh. did the thumbs up and everything. Yep. And then it's the next day, and you can tell that they've been there for a long time, because it opens up on a completely full ashtray. Yep. Because it's 4.35 a.m. and there's a bunch of police all working and doing stuff. And Ichijo is charting the artifact's flight path. And the next place is going to be Godai's place. Dun, yes. dun, dun. He's very upset. Oh, no. Well, I would be, too, to be fair. But, um... And then Lady Kohai this. calls yes. Ichijo out. And he's like, hey, I know we're not allowed to give gifts... But here's a gift. It, it's here's a birthday gift, right? Because it's your birthday today. I don't know why people wouldn't be allowed to give each other gifts because they were coworkers. But okay, I think it might be because she is an underling under him. <laughs> we shouldn't call people underlings, Evan. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> I think it's because she's a kohai under him, and you have that entire social structure. That has all these different rules that we don't fully understand. Okay, that's plausible. Plausible. But, um, yeah, Ichijo's like, I can't accept this. And Kohai takes it as, you're not interested in me. And he it, he's trying to do the, no, it's not you, it's me. But before he can do yeah. that, another unidentified life form. Yeah, he's going to explain that. But no, the soap opera happened. He has to go do a thing. Doesn't actually have time to explain it, no. Right. Yeah, this the this is also the episode where nobody sleeps because like the everyone every they show uh, Godai and uh, Sakurako trying to get some sleep at like three a.m. and then he gets woken up by a phone call. Yep, it's woken up by a phone call by Ichijo saying, "Hey, there's a new unidentified life form. It's after the dam." Right. And Godai says, "Okay, I go to the dam," and he does. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Then we get to see that the artifact has finished doing whatever it did on the backhoe, and it flies off because it it reforms and it looks it looks like a great toy now. It yep. does look like a great toy, but unfortunately, its first like real major on screen appearance is the scene where it badly floats around Godai's motorcycle with really bad CG. Yeah, I mean it's the two thousands. There there isn't good CG. Know, just kind of floats around him making this it might actually be green screen instead of cg i'm not i don't think i can tell whether it is i or really not. like the noises the artifact makes yeah yeah it's it, it is a good low otherworldly hum it, it's definitely interesting that uh this implies that kuga had like 
allies or some other force helping him in the past. Yeah. I definitely want to learn something more about that, but I I don't know if we ever will. <laughs> Chris, how He's, dare you want to know about the macro plot to this show? I really <laughs> want to know about the macro plot, Garrett. I thought Do we you... were getting some stuff with these four episodes, and then we'd get nothing, basically. And then you were solely disappointed. <laughs> I was. We learned that the Gorongi are, in fact, playing a game, and I think that might be it. Yeah, we get this nice Gorongi scene where the, uh... I think he's a cockroach? Right. He is or... driving down a deserted forest road in reverse. Backwards. <laughs> <laughs> he really likes going in reverse. He It no longer makes him come the way it did before, he, but he still loves it. Yeah, but Boa Lady and Bat Dude show up, and Bat Dude is getting all uppity about, how dare you even be in, like... How dare you use something that the Linto made? It's nuts. Yeah, but then he gets owned per normal. But then uh, they get out and our new buddy transforms into the monster that was in Decade. So we yeah. finally caught up. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a different universe world, but sure. Yeah. We still have more than 30 more episodes to go before we get to yep. find out what happens in episode 2 of Decade. <laughs> and you're going to be like, this isn't what we watched. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Godai, where's your super form? <laughs> but, okay. Then we skip forward to a crime scene in Mikata, 719, where it's a bunch of tire tracks basically ran back and forth over a person. A lot. I wonder who could have done that. Yeah, oh, a strange thing. <laughs> oh, I know, wait, it's that flying bug monster. Yeah. That's what did it. Not the right. guy reversing. Yes. But, uh, then... We get to a cutscene of... Young a Lady Kohai is gonna throw away the present. And Enokita stops her. Uh, and fine, and it's finally able to explain that uh, Ichijo accepts no presents on his birthday because his dad died on his birthday. Yep, and so he is weird about that. He's like, "No, I'm going to dedicate all my time and everything I am to being a police officer." And my birthday is the one day I go to see my mother. Mm-hmm. Who's a nurse? And now I'm not going to do it because, because Grungy. Yes, we also finally get the Lady Kohai's name as Sasayama. Is this the first time we've heard her name? This is the very first time she's been named. Huh, I guess, I guess she's important now. I guess so. Yeah, it's, uh, Ichijo's dad died trying to save some people. And Ichijo decided to follow him. Yep. And then we cut yes. to the hospital where Ichijo's mom works. Yes. And she... We get the... You know, another nurse comes in and is like, Oh, head nurse, weren't you, you know, weren't you supposed to take today off? Isn't this your one vacation day? Yeah. Didn't, <laughs> isn't this the day you spend with your son? <laughs> and yeah, she's like, well, one day you, know, you take off in a year, I guess. I, I, I got up early and went and paid my respects to my husband, and 
well, you know, with this unidentified life form stuff, I don't think I'm just, I guess I don't get to see him this year. And this isn't like her phrasing and how she portrayed the actress that is doing this is doing, I think, a very good job of this mother that she understand, like she logically understands. Yes, my son has to do this. I am proud of him for doing this, but I still want to see my son. It's I I really like uh, the little Ichijo's mom subplot a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah, I agree. It's good stuff. Yeah, it, I think it's probably the strongest element of these four episodes, even though it only takes up like three minutes of screen time. Yep. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's pretty fair. Yeah. I don't know blue, blue velvet scene though. The blue velvet scene was <laughs> yeah, pretty it's, amazing. Okay. That was a very remember. fun surrealist. Like that. That was fun directorially. Mm-hmm. I like the writing of this better. Like the right, the characterizations of it better. Well, that's that's characterization of that cockroach guy. To be fair, <laughs> yeah. All right, then we get to Ichijo and Godai having a conversation just out of the crime scene, um, where Godai was explained to Ichijo, "Hey, so uh, that artifact that was flying around me, I don't, I don't think it's a bad guy because I wasn't really getting any bad vibes from it." And Ichijo's response is, you, you weren't getting bad vibes from it. Okay, we don't know anything about it. You need to be safe. Goda's just like, no. I know. No, it's I good. got this. And they get another uh, alert about the unidentified life form in the truck, who is, we get a scene of him slowly backing up and chasing women down an alleyway and then crushing them against the wall. Yeah. Like, I I think he just, I think it doesn't show it, but I think he just killed them by squishing them against the wall. Yeah. They're, they're probably dead. It's pretty not great. Well, the grungier monsters. Yeah. And we cut back to Ichijo's mom. Who's working and... Oh, nope. She's collapsed. Yep. Yeah, th- this episode's just like, man, I hope you like your heartstrings being tugged at because we're going to be yanking them. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, How do you no. feel about family drama? No, I don't want these feels right now. Take them back. Yeah. You need some more soap opera stuff. But a... We cut back to Ichijo and Godai driving down Keio Road in Kyoto. Um, I, and I really like this ending scene because we're number if, four, where Godai's driving past everybody and everybody's yeah. like, oh man, he's so cool. Like there's, yeah, there's, there's a traffic like a jam. Cool rock, rock track in the background music too. That's pretty neat. Yeah. And it's, it's very much a Godai driving down the road past all these different people and everyone's going, oh, hey, isn't that, oh, look, it's the cool, oh man, that's really neat. Um. And then we get the artifact that then flies down, transform and notices, oh hey, look, it's it's Kuga. And then transforms and joins his bike. Right. Oh wait, I, I forgot the scene of now we have seen that the Garangi has learned how to drive forward. 
Right. Yeah. I was so disappointed. I, yeah, I know. Same. I wanted him to just back up everywhere, and he didn't do it. Uh. I mean, I guess he would have never gotten out of that alley otherwise. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but what if he had? I would have been really impressed. I, yeah, I like I'm it because curious how he would have. And Kuga like sees him drive by and goes, "Oh crap!" and does a quick one eighty turn. And keeps going after him. What if What if instead of driving that truck out of that alleyway, he had just gotten out of the truck and got another one? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. Wait a minute, what? Who? Well, because um, I've got this episode playing, and because after he turns around, the artifact comes down, and then... Oh, no, it does. Um... The artifact flies down, splits apart into two, and attaches to the bike. Yeah. And now the bike hat. Now we get this super cool, very obviously a toy. Yeah. And right as soon as it attaches, uh, Godai says, oh, so this is the horse armor? And the armor says something to him in Garangi. Yeah. And it sounds like all technological, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a robo I, voice. I, I'm into robo Grungi voice. It, I, I assume it's Garangi, but I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it is. Well, it might be ancient Linto. Mm, maybe. No, I think it's Grungi. Yeah, I don't know. It isn't a... Uh, I don't know if they've said this yet or if I was just assuming it, but Kuga is like a Gurongi rebel, isn't he? Is he? Um, I think he is. They explain, I'm pretty sure they explain it later on. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to get to But, it. yes. Well, the episode ends with Kuga... He's um, playing chicken. Playing chicken with our cockroach, Garangi. And, I mean, with how it's cutscene, it do- you can tell that they're not actually going to run into one another, but, you know, it's simulated. and It's neat. We get this nice thing of the truck going... This truck backing up calmly. Buck, buck. Buck, buck, as this guitar wails in the background and Kuga drives at him. It's, uh, it's, it's fun. I like it. It's, it's something special. Yes. All right. And then we move on to episode 16, Creed. I'm, I'm stopping myself. You're stopping yourself from what? Singing. Oh. Cause it's Creed. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so the cold open for this episode is uh, <laughs> is dodging the truck. It's also not a. Uh, oh, dang. Who directed that Creed? That movie called Creed recently? Uh this, this I fucked it. Oh, up. Sylvester Stallone. Up. No, that wasn't Sylvester Stallone. Didn't direct that. It was the same guy who directed uh, Black Panther. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. The more you know. Huh. All right. Well, yes, we get the Godai, like, doesn't, the, dodges around side of him and stops and the bike just <laughs> stops working. Yeah. The, the bug's like, I'm out of energy. Uh, you, you're screwed. Right. Which is super yes. underwhelming. You get the, got the, the Garangi backing up and then. Kuga just swaps to blue form and jumps off the bike and jumps away while the bike gets run over. 
Yeah, it reminded me of the bit in early Spider-Man comics when he would run out of web fluid, and they're like, "Oh, got to push this conflict to another week." Yeah, it's very oh, yeah. fun. Yeah, web then, fluid was a thing. Yeah, it didn't used to be biologic. Yep, isn't it still not? Sometimes, depending on what Sometime, kind of yeah, dep- you're in, depending on yeah, which Spider-Man it, it, depends it is, on which universe, which Spider-Man we're talking about. <laughs> I think like the latest one who. Um, uh, got a, you know, um, in the recent movie and in the recent game, he uses. I'm, uh, I'm fairly certain webs. it's been. Yeah, it's been technological. I bought a Spider-Man comic today, just off topic. That's that's yeah. fun. The I first need to part read of more Spider-Man trades. The first part of Vault of Spiders came out, and on the cover, it has Spider-Man's robot from the toy Ooh. series. Oh, well, that's Leopardon. Good. Yeah. Nice. So see, okay, it's it's kind of related. I was actually wondering the other day if there is a Jay and Miles for Spider-Man. Cause was, uh... A man. All right. I, I would love for them to, uh, to do that. I just finished up the PS4 game this morning, actually. Just got, you did, like, did you sleep? Uh, during the day, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I finally flattened a bit. That's a great game. So yeah, it's really good. I also platinumed it. It made me really want to replay the PS1 Spider-Man. The PS1 Spider-Man's also really good. You can do that yeah. in, like, a sitting, too. Like, it's not even that long. Yeah, I remember playing through it, like, a ton of times. It's, like, a pretty short game. Spider-Man's cool. Uh, <laughs> we're never going to watch the Japanese Spider-Man show as part of this, I don't think. When we run out of Zio Actually, yeah, that would make a good, uh, a good yeah. in-between, wouldn't we, it? We could find a way to fit it in somewhere. I'm sure I could I could six degrees of separation it. Yeah, we we gotta find something to do with the shards once we... Zio I told will you, eventually be over. Once we, watch, once we finish watching Zio, we'll watch it again. Because that's how time loops work. I'll give yeah, us just enough time to watch yeah. Zio. That's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about Kuga almost... We're talking about a scene where it looks like Kuga is going to fight a truck. Yes. But so the Grongi, after um, Kuga jumps off, gets pissy, starts driving forward. Kuga poses. It looks like he's going to fight the truck. No, he just jumps over it. I really wish he fought the truck, but he would need to be in Titan form for that. I I, kind of got the impression when he put up his hands, it's like, I'm going to slash my hand down. The truck's going to be cut in half. It's going to be super anime. <laughs> but it wasn't. Nope. It's just he jumps. Cockroach guy comes out. And he's like, where are you? And I, I think he's going, where are you, Kuga? And Kuga drops out of the sky and like slaps him across the face. And then he gets a stick because he's in blue form. Right. Oh, it's he slaps him across the face. Um, cockroach guy grabs Kuga's leg and introduces himself as Migyaridogi. And then, yes, he grabs a piece of pipe for his weapon. Right. And then they use their entire pyrotechno budget on this episode. <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't, he doesn't blow him up. He flips him into a series of barrels that then explode. Yeah, I actually really like the... I, I thought this was pretty clever because the there's a camera cut either before or after this that just kind of shows that like there are potentially flammable chemicals in this big pile. And yeah. so Kuga flips the monster into them and they explode and everyone assumes that he just killed the monster because right. the monsters explode when you kill them. But no, yeah, like, it was just an unrelated explosion. It's like immediately after that, Ichijo's calling on the police for pl- or the police radio. And he's like, yeah, well, number four defeated 24. So send some backup. 
Yeah, I thought that was actually pretty clever. I was like, ah, it yeah. was. And it, it, this happened, and they're doing it, and I'm sitting, I'm sitting there watching the episode, going, nah, nah, that was nah, that's no. We didn't see the symbol on the chest. We don't see the body. Nah. There's a manhole cover that's right there that was super yeah. convenient. <laughs> that's great. But yeah, so after Ichijo finishes asking for backup, he goes over to Godai, who is trying to pull the bike out of all the rubble. Um, now that because it's got all the armor on it, and Ichijo's like, "Wait, you should probably we should leave this so it can be investigated because we don't know if this is safe." And Godai's response is, no, but look, there's the Kuga mark. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this bike's fine. It's got the Kuga mark, obviously. Right. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and then Ichijo gets a call from Sasayama, yeah. who is telling him that his mom collapsed. And he kind of has a, remo- a response of, oh, no. Uh, he's, ha ha Actually, connect me to Enakita. I need to talk to her. <laughs> It's you. You see on his face the thing of I'm worrying about my mom. I can't worry about this right now. It's we get a lot of good scenes of Ichijo in this of him just kind of lost in thought to himself. Ichijo's a really good character. He's really good. Like, just want to give him a hug. He is such a Be solid like, secondary to Godai. He is. He's great. Th- like, <laughs> this. I kind of want to see another solo writer show Like after this. We don't see one after Kuga. Just like, period. Huh. Dang. There, there's always a secondary writer after that point. Yeah. I don't... I actually think Ichijo's character would be lessened if he became a writer. No, I totally agree. I think, I think it's really cool how they integrate in like having Ichijo be a detective and then thus having like the police resources to help out Godai and do like the detective work and stuff. Yeah. It's really good. And they kind of do the same thing in, in, in Agito, which is like the pseudo sequel to Kuga, but it's not quite the same. Yeah. Hmm. But then we get just a short cut to Nagoya West Hospital is like, here, look, here's Ichijo's mom in the hospital. She's in the hospital. And it cuts back to Ichijo looking very serious. Do you have feelings yet? <laughs> Do you have feelings? And cuts back to Ichijo as he gets a call from Enakita. He's like, hey, I need your help investigating the unidentified flying object. It merged with number four's bike. I need you to look into this. Yeah. And she's like, hey, don't you got that thing you can go do now? Yeah. And Goro's like, oh, what what thing? What thing is this? Is everything all right? And he's just like, yeah. He's like on the phone. He's like, it's Joe. Is, is your mom okay? And it's Joe's like, no, she's fine. It's fine. He's, it's fine. Immediately looks to the side. She's probably not fine. <laughs> And then it goes back to the Task Force HQ, where Sugita, one of Ichijo's co-workers, is talking to Sasayama about, you know, the fact that, hey, things might finally settle down a little bit now. 24 was defeated. 
the flying artifact came down. Man, I I might be able to take my daughter to her piano class. Mm-hmm. Oh, you must be a good dad, Sagita-san. <laughs> this is the point where just everybody's projecting their, their family emotions onto each other. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did like, like the scene where where the guy's like, uh, oh, you're, you're a good dad. And he's like, nope, just a normal dad. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, that's kind of sweet. Yeah, I'm it's, glad someone it, in the show is well adjusted. Well, isn't isn't that like the that's like the Japanese thing where like you need to be humble? Yeah. <laughs> like this entire scene is like, hey, actually, here, wait, no, everybody listening, call your parents, tell them you love them. It's important. Okay, moving on. So yeah, Enokita comes in. Talks to Sasayama, and Sasayama is like, "Can't? Is it really that big a deal if Ichijo kind of takes the day off and go visits his sick mom? Isn't it kind of wrong to be this dedicated to your job?" This reminds me of my dad, who made my mom sad when he did this exact same thing. Yeah. And then Akita's just like, "Well, that's just that's just how he is." Ichijo gonna Ichijo. He's super respects his dad and wants to be just like him. Yep. But, um, and Akita's just like, hey, just trust in Ichijo. Everything will be fine. Sasayama is pouty. I took that more as, as more as she's like, I need to think this over and come to a conclusion. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm being a bit flippant. She's not very pouty. She's just, she is upset. At the fact that Ichijo is kind of yeah. just not doing anything. I don't know. Like, I, I don't think, like, I don't even want to call it her arc because it, it, it's barely there, and that's the problem with it. Yeah. What I they try to do just, with her. I, I think she's just concerned that she might have judged the situation too quickly, mostly. Right. Yeah. I just feel like they rushed over it too quick, and they just needed some filler stuff, and they used her for it, and it doesn't right. really do anything. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm actually not sure that she's wrong. Like, I think Ichijo should have taken a day off and gone to see his yeah. mom. <laughs> she, like, maybe when... had a stroke or something. Like, there's giant monsters that he cannot really fight at all. I mean, well, I mean, monsters. I think, but like, I've... he could take a day off. Godai could deal with it. Well, I think the thing is, since Ichijo is playing the li- liaison to the police department, if he's not there to do all the Godai stuff behind the scenes, no one will do it. That is I true. I suppose that's maybe true, yeah. Because he's taking that responsibility. And that comes yeah. up later on when he when he goes to, to give his report to the police uh, head guy in charge. That's true. Alright, next we get a quick scene of bat the two Garangi of the Bat Dude and the Boa Lady meeting in public. And they're talking in Japanese. Finally, uh, Linto, I should guess. Um, and it's basically, hey, Gyarado hasn't come back. Okay, call this dude called Garoda. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, then Enokita shows up where they've got the bike in, oh god, where is it? The National Research Institute of Police Science in Chiba. Yes. Uh, it basically shows up like, oh, hey, cool, we get this, gonna do bike, and they go upstairs, and Godai, or Ichijo reveals to Enokita, oh, yeah, hey, this guy right here, yeah, that's Kuga. That's number four. 
and she's just like, oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah, and then and Akita's like <laughs> super nice to him now instead of being yeah. like rude. <laughs> it's fun. She, she's more just like, because they make a comment that like she's just as like weird as uh, Subaki. And, yeah. and so it's just like, oh, so she's the she's the technological Subaki. Got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good. They do have similar personalities, yeah. Yes. They're both super into their jobs. So Enokita's going to start researching. Ichijo's going to go back to headquarters, and Godai stays with Enokita. Yep, he's going to stay gonna with his bike. At the bike. All right. So then we go back to Jonan, where... Sakurako has translated something neat, but just before we figure out what it is, oh hey, John's back. John's and back. He's he's not feeling great. He he, he can't face Mika because he lost the ruins that her grandfather or her father was researching. And what is he gonna do? Yeah. And then Godai calls. Yeah. And then and then Sakurako's like, "Don't worry, Jean. It's yeah. fine." Yeah, Sakurako's like, "No, we've still got those." And she's like, "Oh, he's like, oh, this, okay then." This this super cool artifact we dug up together. It flew. It blew up a truck and flew off. <laughs> and I just, I just don't know what to do. Hey, so that artifact flew over and is part of the bike. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and she gets very happy. <laughs> it's very fun. And we get. Uh... Now we get to go to my sister at the Pole Pole. Yeah. Well, first we get uh, Ichijo. Or no, we get. Before we get that, we get Godai talking oh, to the researchers yeah, right. about the bike. And then he touches it, and then all the sensors go crazy. Yeah. And like the other scientists go- are going over to Enikita and like, who. Who is this guy? <laughs> like, who Why the, is he here? Who the fuck is this guy? Why is he here? Why are what, you letting him touch what, things? What, why is. What. He's getting in the way. Why is he here? <laughs> and you know that is a legit question. If this is a random dude here, what what's he doing here? <laughs> but yes, then he touches it, and all the sensors go nuts. Uh, but yes, then we go to Pole Pole, and it's super busy. Yep, man, it'd be nice. Godai was doing his job, or you know, but, oh. his niece, or hey, here's his Godai's sister. Any of the people who help him part time? Yeah. Any of his actual employees. Yep. Oh, yeah, and then when he's talking to Godai's sister, he mixes up his niece and Godai for what they're doing. Yes. It's cute. It is. Then we go back to the place in Chiba, Shinko, 207, where they were fighting... Uh, Ichi- or Godai was fighting uh, Gyarido. Yeah. And they and find they, the manhole cover. And they're like, man, there's, they've always left a corpse. There's always been parts. Hey, guys, we're, we found this manhole that's open. We think he went down there. Yep, well, of course. It went down there. Uh, so then we cut to the Metro Police Headquarters, which is this thing mm-hmm. I kind of hinted at before, where uh, Ichijo's giving a report to the chief. About the new flying artifact. Yeah, he's like, hey, can I also take responsibility for the flying bug thing? We we think it used to be a weapon for number four. Yeah. And police is like, or chief man's like, I don't know. And he pauses. He's like, well, I guess he did take down 21 of the 24 grungy that <laughs> yeah. we've been up against so far. <laughs> he's like, so I guess it's okay. Kuga's got a really good track record, so yeah. 
We're, we're going to keep staying on his side for now. On the plus side, they got three. Yeah, they got three of them. I was trying to... Okay, so one of them is Zero, which they've never run into so far. One of them is yes. Bad Guy. And uh, I wasn't sure who the third one was. I think it's the one the police took off screen. They Well, no, they, they, they've they seen the Boa Lady at what... Ichijo they saw have? the Boa Lady at one point. Yeah, oh, no. Okay. He, okay, didn't see, he didn't see her transform. But he heard her speak in Garongi and walk away and then, like, disappear into a thing of rose petals. That's true. Okay, fair enough. But as Ichijo is leaving, um, it looks like Sasayama is going to come and try and talk to him. But just as that's about to happen, oh! Soap opera happens! (laughs) Police stuff! We can't actually have a conversation that would fix our relationship problems. (laughs) No. Things need to come up. Oh, man. But then we get a shortcut to Ichijo's mom waking up and looking sad. But she's okay, so we got that going for us. Mm-hmm. And it cuts back to the police research lab where I think Ichijo keeps touching it and causing the energy to rise and then let go, and they keep watching it. But they get a call from, or no, the Godai keeps touching it. You get a call from Ichijo, who's explaining that 24 is about and escaped, and it didn't die. So Godai's response is, sorry guys, I need this bike. Yep, he's like, I'm gonna take this now, bye! Well, he, he, like, hears about it and decides, I'm going to go, and, like, the bike swells with energy and causes all the cables and everything that was attached to it to fire off with sparks. And oh, hey, the bike works again. I'm assuming the bike kind of just took all of the energy and is like, okay, I'm good now. I, I like the bit when the one guy is like, they just, he just fried all of our equipment. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been pretty expensive, probably, now that I oh, think about hell yeah. it. So, yeah, we get, then we get a nice couple scenes of driving. Driving, driving, driving. Bike. Bike. Uh, but it he drives for long enough that it's now nighttime, and then <laughs> he's able to find the cockroach who's still in the truck, and they look like they're going to play chicken again. And again, Godai dodges to the side, except instead of this time, the bike doesn't run out of power. The bike's right. like, I'm going to ram it. <laughs> what are we going to do? I'm going to ram it. So then it, like, sets itself on fire. Right. And its prongs <laughs> run into the to the truck. The truck gets oh my the God, symbol a... on it. Did right. I, I totally missed this the first time, but I believe that... Let me just make sure. Do I... Yep. No, as Godai is charging the truck after the fire is it, he's yelling. He's doing the... <laughs> type of thing as he's charging the truck. Yeah, that makes it more powerful. Yeah, it does. So yeah, the truck gets the gets the mark. It explodes. The grungy gets out of the the truck. I'm like, oh, they're, they're going to fight now. Nope, nope, nope. He also just blows up from the truck. Grungy gets electrocuted from the energy. F- yeah, and then just explodes. Yeah, I I know I've said a couple of these have been uneventful, un- anticlimactic, but this is by far the most anticlimactic so far. <laughs> I kind of love it. <laughs> 
Yeah, he just hits the truck. That's it. <laughs> yeah, and and then you know, Godai Kuga is staring. At, I guess Kuga is flipping the script where cool guys stare at the explosions. Yeah, I guess because and at, then he gets off the bike, and as he's getting off the bike, the the entirety of him and the bike are smoking. I really like it. Yeah, yeah. And then like all the pieces fall off the bike. Yeah, they get old and bad again and crumble off the it's bike. It's like, well, guess that upgrade's not permanent yet. Yep. And then Ichijo shows up at some point and Godai's like, hey, uh, the place where your mom works takes calls to eight. Yeah, he's like, he's just, you know, go do your things, get show. Yes. So then Ichijo we says, cut go back. Go do your stuff. Yeah. I'm going to go. Yeah. You can only call your mom until eight. Then we cut back to the Metro Police Joint investigation tax force at 758 <laughs> and he's like go to i like or ichijo like fights with himself a little bit and then finally calls his mom and their conversation is the saddest thing ever because it's hi oh it's me is everything okay yeah Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, see you next much. year. <laughs> and it's man, that hurts. I need to go hug my mom. <laughs> and then, and then, police Kohai was was hiding behind the door or like to the side of it, listening. And then it's a really good framing shot of like it's filming through the door to show Ichijo, and it's like off center. It's yeah. a really good shot. They end the phone call with, well, that's how it is. Man. Yeah, there's kind of like this sad it's really mutual no understanding. It's like of we love each other and we want to see each other, but she is a head nurse and he is a head detective during a major investigation. Yeah, yeah he's like the most important detective right now because yeah. he's the only one that knows that Godai is Kuga. Yeah. It's it is a very it, like it's not even really bittersweet. It's just kind of sad. Yeah. I really like Kuga, you guys. <laughs> Kuga's real fun. Uh I don't This is a fu- this is a good show. I think this is might be the weakest set of episodes we've watched though so far. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, it had a few good moments, but I was kind of underwhelmed this week. We kind of bit. need to start going somewhere. Yeah, yep. it's. I I think that's. I would hope that's the last until we get the upgraded forums. I hope that's it for now, and we actually, like, I mean, have we finished the toy cycle, or was that not a thing yet? I don't know. I if don't. I don't really think that was a thing earlier. I think it. I, I've noticed it more prominent later on. Okay. Um. Oh, but while we're at the end of the episode, uh, Chris, you should. We should talk about the thing where the Grungies' human forms, their clothing, like, mimics, like, what monster they are, or what animal they're based on. Right. I After last week, or after we recorded the last Kuga one, I had this amazing realization that the Grungies' human forms have, like, okay, B-Guy, how I described as triple belt guy in human form, the belts were supposed to be, be- the stripes on a bee. And for the rhino guy, he had this huge pompadour, and for and the squid guy, he had like a big pointy <laughs> hat. 
So yeah, it, like, it all checks out. I actually, I'm it not does. entirely sure about mesh shirt guy being a piranha, unless they were maybe supposed to be fish scales. Oh, maybe fish scale. That would make sense, or like a net. Yeah, cockroach guy. Like cockroach guy had his weird little like pink horns on his human form that kind of yeah, looked love, like his antenna when he turned into a I cockroach. Loved, I loved those silly horns. <laughs> I think it was like I think it was like a bungee cord thing. Uh, yeah, maybe it 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 looked like rubber pi- rubber tubing or that. Yeah, so I I was amazed that I I wonder if any of our listeners had picked up on that before I did. I. I th- assumed that everyone else had gotten it, and I just hadn't picked up on it. I didn't. I didn't catch it until you told me, and then it all clicked. Oh, okay. I was extremely impressed because <laughs> I just the incredibly ludicrous fashion choices they've come up with these characters to reflect their animal nature have just been pretty great overall, honestly. Yeah, uh, we haven't seen Red Boa Lady's monster form, have we? No, I don't no, think we, we have. Not. I'm really curious what her monster is going to be. Yeah, I would like to see that. I and mean, the next, like, I was watching the uh, the episode preview. That the episode preview. I'm like, that's this next Garangi has got some fur. <laughs> I think the episode preview said seventeen was going to be like a clip show, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, there's, like, flashback stuff in the next one, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I think they're, they might be building up, like, the, the Kuga becoming the living weapon thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the next one looks, it looks like. it's, like, got an underbite where he's got, like, these big lower jaw fangs, but he's also got a ton, he's got Worf's hair from, from Next Generation. Like, he's he's got Klingon hair, basically. Yep. And, uh, yeah, he's pretty intense looking. But, uh, pretty good stuff. Uh, I And, okay, yeah, in addition to wanting to know what Red Bowl Lady's monster form is, when we get to number zero, I sincerely hope he appears in the most ridiculous human form that it is possible to create. <laughs> I, I, I want that a lot. I either want him to be, like, in a bedazzled zoot suit, or just... <laughs> pair of jeans and a t-shirt and be the most boring guy ever it would it would be kind of funny if he was like extremely plain but yeah yeah, like i mean with all these other characters they've just like shoved random crap onto actors just in the most ridiculous stuff just just put it on him and i want this guy to just have everything that was in the prop department just like tied (laughs) onto his arms or hanging off his head or something hey guys guys we need to we need to do a cockroach theme. What do we got in the what do we got in the prop closet? <laughs> well, we got this rope and like a helmet. I hey 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 Jim. I could like tie this tube around this helmet and then it's it's like antenna. <laughs> I don't know. I shouldn't make fun of it. It's they do a good enough idea of like implying what the anim- whatever type of monster they are. Yeah, with their I think it really thing. is pretty it's clever, just, honestly. It's clever and fun. It's just silly. It's easy to make fun of because it looks so ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's like, yeah, it's a good show. That's kind of the point. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's good stuff. It's poke fun out of love. So, yeah. Yep, so, next time we'll be doing episodes 17 through 20. You can find us on the internet at 
journeythroughthedecacast.com. <laughs> I almost said goingdigitalpodcast.com, but that, that's nah. that's a different show. That's the other show on the network. That's the other show on the Riceball Network. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at the Riceball under or no at Riceball underscore FM. I know Twitter. I swear. <laughs> um, and then on the website, there's links to email us at um, thericeballnetwork at gmail.com. There's links to iTunes where you can rate and review us. So SEO, iTunes, podcast magic can do stuff. If you want to complain at me, you can write at Worm with Y on Twitter. That you you can do that if you please, I guess. It would be feedback, so that would be interesting, I guess. If you want to complain at me, I I don't know. I guess email us. I don't have a Twitter. I should probably get another Twitter. I, I should just give you the rice ball one and be like, take care of this for me. You know what? I would do that. Sure, I'll take care of the main Twitter. There will be random tweets that go out that probably have nothing to do with. <laughs> Anything important? You can't but yeah, turn sure. it into a My Little Pony page. No, no. <laughs> Maybe. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna not go through with this decision. Then it seems like that. <laughs> that's the conclusion we've come to. No, it would just be no. Me trying to be funny and probably failing. <laughs> um. Yeah. And then that. This was an episode. Yep. It was. I think we're done then. So. I think so. All right. Uh, yes. I I hope you all can find the fashion that reflects your inner monster animals. Have a good oh man, night. is this like a sub genre of furry? <laughs> oh shit! I, I hadn't realized kid. that the grungy are all just people who turn into their personas. Yeah. No. Yeah. They're all just uh, the grungy are all just other kin. <laughs> Kuga has gotten so much better in just now. <laughs> Does right. a tokusatsu henshin uh, count as a persona? It does now. <laughs> we could. Uh, we we could all right, no, they are animals. We're ending on that. We're ending on that. All right. Good night, everybody. Ride or kick your problems. <laughs> Good night. Um, as always, just a passing through podcast. Remember that. <laughs>